Welcome to All Places Together, a place where stories are shared. Stories about life before us, stories about what happens between us, and stories that have yet to bloom. Here we believe that our stories are connected to one another and are rooted in God's radical love for diverse creation. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. Here is a story for you, a story called Wrestling and Welcoming. Today, I'm excited to welcome Dave Delaney to the All Places Together podcast. Dave is a pastor and the director for youth and young adult ministries in the Virginia Synod. He has a PhD in classical Christianity and Judaism, and he knows I think about the most history out of every anyone I've ever met, including both ch- church history and Beatles history. Thanks for being here today, Dave. Thank you, Colleen. It's a delight. So glad to be able to do this. So, Dave, can you tell us where you call home and who you share it with? I live here in Roanoke, Virginia, and uh, with Nancy, my wife, and that is about it. We have two daughters who are grown. And they both live in Europe, and so we don't see them very often, once or twice a year at most, but we've been here for about 28 years, and it's definitely home. That's awesome. So on the podcast today, we're going to be answering these two questions. You are our first interview kind of in this series, so we're so excited to start that. Yay. (laughs) Gotta start somewhere. It's going to be a great place to begin. So can you share with us, what is a place that is important to you? It can be anywhere from any time in your life. What's a place that's important to you? Any place that's important to me. I have always loved the places where I was gathering with people. And uh, I'll say more about that probably in a minute. The two places that come to mind, maybe I'll mention three, are places where I've gathered for the kind of work that I do, and also as a participant. When I was in college at uh, Wittenberg, uh, the chapel, uh, Weaver Chapel at Wittenberg, was a place where I loved to be. It's a a large building. It seats about 800, so it's a pretty significantly sized chapel, as college chapels go. And I loved it if there were a lot of people in there and if there were very few, few people in there. They have magnificent stained glass windows, and I would wander in there if I didn't have anything else to do and sit and meditate and pray and visit with people if I needed to. And uh, they sort of knew me on sight um, after a pretty short amount of time. And I remember coming to other places. I'll just skip forward to locating in uh, Roanoke. Uh, and I was serving a congregation here in Roanoke for a while before I came on the synod staff but had had a long association with Roanoke College and the chapel, which was completed in the early 70s, and it's a kind of an unconventional shape, uh, very different from Wittenberg's uh, chapel. But still a place where I love to go and grew in importance over time just because of the kinds of experiences I started to have there. And I would say the same thing then is true about Eagle Irie Conference Center, where we have a lot of our Virginia Synod youth events and 
of the many places I've been and the variety of things I've done over the course of almost 40 years of serving in Virginia, that's been a constant. Been there every year for at least something. Even in 2020, I was there <laughs> a couple of times. Yeah, you were there right the weekend before yes. the world shut down. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so Ed, that's a place that is always exciting things happen. So it's a place I love to be. It's so interesting that the places themselves that you shared, they might have an aesthetic quality that is lovely or, you know, there might be a beautiful place like Eagle Eyrie is in the mountains and it's beautiful, but often it's more than just the particular place. Like I love what you shared there about the things that happened in those places, the people you were with, the conversations you have, that that often is what gives meaning to a place for us. That's really true. And even as a teenager, I remember places that were important to me because they were welcoming places and places where I first started to realize that there could be something extraordinary about gathering people in the name of Jesus and how different it could be from the way the things of the rest of the world were going, especially at the time I was growing up. Well, I suppose it's true, just as true now, um, where there was such division and such stratification in the world, and people who were on the outskirts of society were so rarely included. And so when I would go into a place where it was clear that what was happening there was something that was going to bring folks who were on the fringes to the center, and that you would find people joyfully doing this. I thought, now there's something very special. And I don't know that it was the building, but it was certainly the things that were happening in the building. For some reason, that was the place. And so I certainly experienced that place, various places when I was growing up. It was at uh, the center of my life when I was in college. And then I've tried to make it the center of really everything I do since I've been here, which is one of the reasons Roanoke College is chapel. Is like that. So we have our some of our big youth events there. Yeah. And the Ohari. Yes, totally. <laughs> our youth events there as well. Yeah, and I think that's so powerful of those inclusive and joyful experiences that you had as a youth and then really dedicating your life's work to creating those inclusive and joy-filled and grace-filled places for youth as well because we know that middle school and high school doesn't always provide those places. So it's a real adventure when you come to a place suddenly and you find out that none of those things that will set you apart and that you really have to work at out in your normal life matter. Yeah. Suddenly you're in some place where people are just happy to see you just because you're there, just because you've shown up, just because you're you. And uh, all of a sudden that's, you find your identity being filled with those kinds of realities and being built around that. And uh, it can really set people on an important path. Um, and so that's what we've tried to do. Yeah, that's amazing. And you've already hinted at it some, but this leads so well into our second major question here is, how has God been with you in these favorite places? <laughs> right. Uh I should preface that by saying, well, let me, before I forget, uh, I'll, I'll say that 
one of the really exciting things about that was that once I would experience the presence of God in those kinds of situations, really with the people, I would go away from those places and find that the same thing was happening in many other places. And so really it was the the sacred nature of those spots that uh, allowed me to carry that experience beyond those places. You might even say, in all places? <laughs> in all places. <laughs> what a convenient way to bring that in. That's great. I love that. In all places, yeah. And and um, to say, you know, this really is the way the world could be. And we try to tell the teenagers that whenever we can. In fact, some I've heard myself say from time to time, when I'm dismissing folks from a particularly powerful experience to say, don't forget that this is the way the world is supposed to be, not just here. This isn't a mountaintop experience, even though it may literally be a mountaintop experience if you happen to be at Eagle Irie. This isn't just something that's going to happen here. This is something that is to be carried with you. And you are now charged with recreating this experience in your normal life. Yeah, at your school, at your work. In, in your, your family. family. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in many cases, in your congregation. Yeah. They will sometimes say, to my sadness, this is the only place where I really feel like I'm worshiping or where, where I am experiencing God. And I say, well, that's too bad. I think that could be different. Uh, believe that that's possible wherever it is that you worship on a regular basis. And um, you should be able to contribute to that. Yes. And I think... Many folks who are starting to connect with all places together have found in in their experience of church that it hasn't always been a welcoming place. It hasn't always been a place where they could be themselves for whatever reason um, and have that kind of radical welcome that Jesus is all about, that Jesus is all about loving people exactly how they are with no exception. And sometimes the church doesn't always do the best job of that. That's the ironic thing about that. You find some place where you can really be formed and you feel comfortable and you feel affirmed and all of those things. The trick then after that is to realize that that's not the norm for everybody, that, that you can't turn your own experience or personality or identity into the way everybody else should be. Having that experience with God forming you should actually open you up to the wide range of what's possible in God's world, not say, okay, everything's got to be like this now, or everything's got to be like me now, or everything's got to be oriented to my way of thinking or my comfort level. But then because you've had that experience to say, I really need to figure out how to make this experience available for anybody I run into. Yeah, knowing that their life experience could be so different from yours. And so what it takes to be comfortable and affirming might be something really different than what you needed. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And that God is at work in all of that. True. Yeah. I hope that's what we've done. (laughs) It's hard to, and it's not one of the questions. It is a little bit one of the questions we ask when we're doing sort of evaluations at the end of events. But the ones that really matter to me are the ones where where the participants will say, okay, I'm a slightly different person now because I'm going to go back and try to 
be the kind of person for others that people have been for me here. And that's when I know we've landed uh, on something that was really true to our mission. Yeah, that's wonderful. So then something I want to wrestle with together is how the stories that you've shared about these places and these communities, how that might connect with the Bible, right? Because in the intro, we heard that our stories are connected and that they're connected to God's story too. So since you are a very well-trained theologian, um, I'm wondering if there's a particular Bible story that comes to mind for you when you think through some of these experiences that you've shared today. It's funny you should mention wrestling with that because the story that comes to mind is the story of Jacob in Genesis, where he is uh, trying to find his own way throughout this uh, patriarchal um, system. Literally, that's the, you know the patriarchs of Israel, and he uh, lights out on his own, as it were, kind of on a quest for a place where God is. And what I've noticed about that story in Genesis, and I'm not sure it's always read this way, is that he keeps finding places and deciding that God is there. So he'll go to Bethel, and he'll have a dream about the ladder, and then oh, he'll the say, ladder. oh, there, this is where, okay, this is where God is, so I'm, I'm going to build a shrine here. And then he goes to his next place. He spends the night and... As you know, or spends some time, has another experience of God, and said, "No, oh, no, no, wait, wait. This is where God lives. He builds a shrine there, and then he goes. I mean, this keeps happening to him. Uh, he's moving farther and farther out from his little homeland, uh, and gradually discovering that God really is in all places, and yet somehow it just doesn't register with him. He he's not quite clear that." God is really in all places. He just thinks he keeps finding the right place that's different from the last place he he found. So finally, he gets to almost the end of his story, and we see him getting ready to cross back into his homeland at the River Jabbok. And someone comes and wrestles with him. Oh, <laughs> um, yes, the great wrestling match. A man wrestled with him all night, and you read that, and you go, what? <laughs> and the reader kind of knows that it's God or an angel of God, but we find out kind of quickly that Jacob doesn't know what's going on, has not really t- taken to heart this lesson about God's presence in all places. And uh, it, in this wrestling match, uh, he, he talks to the, his, his opponent and uh, says, uh, so, all right, you have to tell me who you are. And the answer is, is, this is not the best Hebrew translation in the world, but the answer is basically, really? You have to ask that question? <laughs> After all this, you really don't know who I am? I love it. And so it says, uh, if he goes, okay, I'm going to give you a hint. You're wrestling with God. How's that for a hint, Israel? which means wrestles with God. <laughs> right, because that's where his name is changed. That's where his name is changed, yeah. wrestler with God. But whenever we, we come across these stories, the Bible is so funny, Old, probably Hebrew Bible even more so than, in, than uh, the New Testament. You read things and you think, now, is that a do or is that a don't do? <laughs> 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 Trying to interpret the way the stories go. Well, in Jacob's 
case, it's probably a little bit of both. He, yeah. He's seeking God in this very earnest way, uh, recognizing the presence of God, but doesn't finally put all the pieces together to say, wow, God really is present in all these places. And a lot of the encounters I have are probably encounters with God. And I'm reminded in the New Testament after the resurrection stories, how people keep meeting Jesus and not realizing and not that it's him. Yeah. And not recognizing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for one reason or another. Time yeah. after time, those who had, who had known him best encounter him and say, is that Jesus? I think that may be Jesus. How could you not know it's Jesus? Well, somehow they, they didn't realize that, uh, he was not going to appear in the way that he they always expected him to appear. So you've got to be ready for God in all places. Yeah. Well, and I'm so taken with what you said there about Jacob's stories. That's with the, is it something we should do or not do? And part of me thinks it's inevitable that this is something that we all do. So what grace there is for the journey that we can discover God in these places and that God is there and sometimes we just don't always recognize it. And don't be afraid of the wrestling. Yes. That's part of the experience. Yes. And if you really want God to call you by your name, that may involve a wrestling match sometimes. Yeah. And that there's people who can come alongside you in that wrestling match, maybe cheer you on, maybe tag out <laughs> for a little bit that it does happen alone, but it might be a one-on-one -on -one kind of conversation you're having with God, but there can be people who can come alongside you and support you in that. Yeah. You know of my love for the, uh, you mentioned my love for the history of the church, and you know of my love for the saints, the stories of the yes. saints. And I think that's a good bit of uh, one of the reasons I find that so fascinating is because the the colossal range of experiences and stories and uh, accomplishments and failures that Failures. they all share with us. And so we're never alone. They're always kind of accompanying us in whatever it is that we need to do and experience and go through ourselves. That's wonderful. Well, thank you for accompanying us here today and for sharing your stories with us. I'm hopeful that lots of folks who maybe attended Virginia Youth Synod events in the past or have attended events at in other places have been maybe reminded of some of those powerful experiences and encouraged to help make those communities everywhere. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me. So I know things are still looking different here in 2021, even as we start to come out of the pandemic, but I know that there are exciting youth things happening in the Virginia Synod. Where can folks find more about that and connect with you, Dave? The best place to find out what's going on is at the Youth Ministry tab at the Virginia Synod website. That's vasynod, V-A-S-Y-N-O-D dot org. And most of the time, what you see there is up to date, if we've uh, been able to actually uh, make the website work and so forth. Uh, we have coming up the Youth Assembly uh, in, uh, the, on, on June 12th, and then Kairos, which is our summertime faith formation event for senior highs, that's on the last week of June. There's information for both of those. And as we begin to make plans for the coming year and decisions about the coming year, all of that will be there on the website as well. Thanks for sharing with all of that, Dave. And I look forward to being a part of those events in the future. Thanks again. 
A prayer for wrestling and welcoming. Gracious God, you met Jacob in many places and even wrestled him on the side of a river. We find you in many places too, chapels, camps, and communities of grace. As we come to know your love, help us to show that love to all we meet. Teach us to embrace the wrestling and extend your welcome, knowing that you are with us always. Amen. This week, we received an email from Sarah that I'm delighted to share. Sarah writes, A special place for me is a large, century-old cottage perched high on the wooded banks overlooking crystal-blue Lake Austego in Cooperstown, New York. This site of glorious natural beauty has been the treasured gathering place of my father's family for generations. With many missionaries and pastors, our family was far-flung. Recreation, relaxation, and tales of family and faith bound us together in this place. Tradition demanded feasts of rice and curry, a taste acquired by the missionary family members who were raised in India. I rarely saw those relatives anywhere else. Still, the Spirit joined us as these shared experiences fostered connections across distance between families and across time between generations. As members of this family and the larger family of God, our faith grew with the conviction of our favorite family Bible verse, Psalm 16, 6. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places, yea, I have a goodly heritage. When I dream of heaven, I dream of this place, which brought us from all places together. How beautiful, Sarah. Goodness, I would love to visit this cottage and hear the stories of your family and definitely eat that food too. Thank you for sharing with us. I wonder what places are important to other listeners in the same way or perhaps other ways too. We'd love to share your voice here at All Places Together. You can share your favorite places and how God has been with you there by emailing us or by posting on social media. Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. If you heard yourself or someone you know in these stories today, we hope you heard God too. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on social media at All Places Together so you can join the story. You can engage with us on both Instagram and Facebook at All Places Together. And you can email us like Sarah did at allplacestogether at gmail.com. That's A-L-L-P-L-A-C-E-S-T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R at gmail.com. To continue to see All Places Together grow, you can give through our website. Scroll to the bottom where it says Give to All Places Together and you'll be redirected to our giving platform. There's more instructions on how to give in the show notes. We'd like to say thank you to our mission partners, the Virginia Synod and the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and people like you who have made contributions. At the same time, we know how hard it can be financially. 
We also celebrate and get so excited every time that you engage with us on social media or leave a review where you listen to your podcast. Thanks to PDSF15 who left us a review on Apple Podcasts. They wrote, listen to the first episode and it is so good. Cannot wait for the next one. Thank you, PDSF15. We hope that you have listened to the rest of the episodes and that you have found them meaningful too. Don't forget to share the podcast this week with a friend who you think needs to hear this message too. And until next time, remember that God is with you wherever, whoever, and however you are.